Today's changemaker is a poet, a writer, a visual artist, and a Chicago gallerist of Hilton Asmus Contemporary. She's traveled the world from the peaks of the Himalayan mountains to the deep diving waters of Raja Ampat, chasing creativity and advocating for the protection of our waters to be free from plastic pollution. Erica Hilton has exhibited her art around the world in North America, Europe, the Middle East, and Asia, and she does this while harnessing her explosive cosmic energies and the divinity of water with such passion and universality. This is her story. Welcome to Sippin' On Stories, where we take you into the lives of diverse and unique change makers who turn anxiety, fear, and passion into powerful recipes for success. Good stories build insightful connections, but great stories. Now, that's something special. Today's story is one of those stories. Hi, my name is Rose McInerney, and welcome to Sipping on Stories. We are back today in the lounge, and I am so excited about welcoming a global activist and an artist, Erica Hilton. She is born in the Mediterranean, and she moved to the U.S. as a young girl. And she's going to share her story today about how she came to be an artist and her advocacy for the environment. When you hear her story, you're going to discover that there's some kind of a celestial quality about her. Everyone that meets Erica feels this. It's like the universe created her and shot her out like a star to the universe and, you know, down to earth and dropped her in the middle of the ocean. I don't know. She just has that magical quality. And you're going to really enjoy learning about her evolution as an artist, but also what it is that ties her back into water and the universe. So you can see how excited I am. Before I get ahead of myself, I've got to tell you to do a couple of things. And the first is please hit that subscribe button if you like the stories that we're bringing you on Sipping on Stories. They are about passionate change makers that overcome challenges. So when you go to our website, you're going to see our uh, list of, of change makers there and you're going to want to subscribe. You're also, for all you YouTuber fans out there, go on over to YouTube and watch these videos. Um, there's a lot to see just in the body language that happens between the, uh, the interviews and myself. So without any further ado, we're going to jump into the lounge, but I have to tell you what I'm sipping on today. It is water. Um, it's kind of boring maybe, um, but it's super important and you're going to see why today when Erica shares with you. Um, my water is infused with a little bit of lemon um, and I'm just going to call it out there. Um, all of our guests so far in Sipping on Stories are super healthy. I love that. It's not knocking the healthy lifestyle. It's super important. All you gurus out there and everyone that's eating um, well and looking at organics and uh, doing all the right things, super. Can't help it. I'm probably still pretty old school. I eat a lot of unhealthy things. Uh, I still love sugar. I love my glass of white wine and a whiskey, um, but I'm trying, I'm working on it. Um, but one of the things you're going to see with water is how important it is. Not only is our body, I hear between 70 and 90% water, it's super important. If we don't have it, then we're going to lose our planet. Our planet will die out. So today, when I introduce Erica, she's going to be sipping on something. We'll see what that is. Um, I'm guessing there's going to be a Mediterranean flavor there. But I'm going to pull something different today. Normally in our interviews, it just is pretty casual and we sort of get into what the conversation is. Today, I'm going to try what I call my James Lipton Actors Studio approach. For all of you old schoolers that know James Lipton, he does the Actors Studio and he's uh, interviewed the most famous people in the world. And one of the things he does always in the first 15 minutes or so is he does what's called rapid fire interviewing, question, answer, question, answer. And I'm doing that for two reasons. I want you to get a sense of Erica and all of the special qualities and experiences. So I'm going to try to do that, um, you know, and tease as much as I can out right from the very beginning or not tease it, but just slam you with it. And then the second reason is because Erica and I have been friends for over 10 years. And once we start talking, it's hard to stop. 
So I want to make sure, uh, listeners out there, that I don't cheat you out of a really great experience as well. So we'll certainly get to the casual conversation, but I think you're going to really, really enjoy hearing the highlights of what Erica has done. She's really a stellar human being. Um, so without any further ado, I think it's time to go over to what I'm now calling our va va Voom Lounge. Sounds crazy, but I am so tired of Zooming. I don't know about you, but life is Zooming away and it's Zoom Zoom meetings all the time. I was chatting with a girlfriend the other day and we said, God, what is with that with the name Zoom? It just suggests speed. Um, so I'm going to flip it on its head a little bit and call it a Vavoom la Lounge so that you get the sense that it's a special kind of exciting um not sensual, but just a cool place to be where um, we're mixing it up a little bit. Um, and that's always a good thing in life, right? So without any further ado, let's truly get Erica into the lounge. Rose, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be yes. on the show with you. Oh, wonderful. Well, I, I, there are so many places we could start. I've done a little intro and explained to our listeners uh, that we go back. We have 10 years plus, you and I, so the most difficult thing is not going to be to share your story, but it's going to be um, to try to contain it in a really beautiful, meaningful way so that listeners will get a sense of truly what it is that you are doing in the world and um, the magnificence, the magnitude of your art as well. So um, I also mentioned we're going to start with a little bit of rapid fire. I think, are you a, are you a fan of James Lipton, Actors Studio? James Lipton, love Actors <laughs> Studio. One day I want to be there. <laughs> I know. Well, we'll do it together. Okay, we'll make we a will. pack. And then, of course, starting, I am sipping on water with a little bit of lemon in it as my attempt to be as quasi healthy as I can, Erica. I know I don't hold a candle to you, but I am trying. Um, so how about you? What are you sipping on? I'm actually sipping on water. Cheers. Oh. Cheers. I remember the last time we did this in your she shed. And we were so. having wonderful tea. I remember you had those, those tea sets. <laughs> Well, I think I was trying to do the whole Mediterranean feel and making it exotic for you. Um, so I know we are simplifying with water, but of course, water is the essence of everything and, and so much of your art too, isn't it? Yeah. It is. I yeah. mean, without water, we wouldn't be here right now. That's right. So let's flow into it on that All right, cue. Shoot. All right. Where were you born, Erica? I was born on the Mediterranean coast of Turkey. Okay. And when did you move from there? So we moved to America when I was six years old. All right. And my understanding, I know that we met in uh, the, well, really, was it uh, the early 2000s, I guess? And that was in Chicago. Um, but I understand you weren't always in Chicago. Did you do a, um, tell, tell me what led or some of the moves that you had before you landed in Chicago? So I lived quite a few places before I moved to Chicago. But when we first okay. came to America, we went to Washington, D.C. And then from there, we moved to New Mexico. Oh, so wow. my first experience in school was in New Mexico. Um, they put me in a Catholic mm -hmm. school next door to our house, and okay. I didn't speak one word of English. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. the nuns told my mother for six months I didn't speak. And uh, the nuns said to my mother, you know, your daughter's not too bright. She doesn't talk. <laughs> I don't recall the, that, that transition right. you know, with children. Uh, you know, they right. absorb. And I guess I, my body was just waiting my brain to yeah. absorb the language. And then all of a sudden I was speaking like someone from New Mexico. Wow. And then from there we moved to Ohio and then to Michigan, which is where okay. I went to school. Okay. My formative years. Yes. And then um, to California after, um, after okay. college. Right. And then I moved to Chicago in 1984. 
Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you've been there 20 years, well, more than 20 years. I love the new New Mexico connection. I didn't know that. It's a very spiritual place when it comes to artists. Many artists flock there. I think there's yeah. something in the earth and the atmosphere. Um, but okay. And then um, let's jump into something. Um, so fast forward, you're in Chicago. Chicago is a great art town, as we know, or an art city. It's not a town. Mm. It's a real big metropolis. It's the sister city of where I'm from in Toronto, Canada. Canada, so I love that. We were bound as friends even before we knew each other. Um, so tell me about the art, um, well, not about the art scene yet, but tell me about your experience as an artist. When did you first have this inkling? When did you think you were an artist or have the idea even? Oh, I was 10 years old. Okay. And I remember a friend of mine was drawing profiles. Remember those highlights magazines? When mm-hmm. kids? Oh, yeah. So there were horses and there were, were profiles that you could draw and bunnies and things like that. <laughs> and so I decided I was going to be an artist and I was going to draw a horse. Okay. And so I sub- submitted my, my work and um, I got a really nice letter back from them saying, um, forget about it. <laughs> Go into a different direction. You're not going to be an artist. Oh, I love the it. The first thing I ever drew was a horse. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a very freeing thing. And I know you do love horses. So, um, okay. So your first form or expression or medium, uh, you wanted to draw, but that's not really where you started in the art world, is I it? I started with poetry. Okay. I was always a poet. I love, I love words. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. the sound. I love the shape. I love the, the, the different layers of yeah. one word. And yeah. I love poetry because a poem is like distilling a novel mm. into this, this short version, basically. It's sort of like right. cliff notes of a novel, but it's almost deeper. And I, I was introduced to the poetry of Pablo Neruda, Rainer Maria Rilke, Oh, and gosh. they were always love poems. I was always in love. My, my, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my younger yeah. days was constantly in love. Well, it's a language of romance in a way, isn't it? I mean, there is something too about poetry and the sound and the alliteration of words. Um, you know, I cannot paint at all, um, although I, I dabble and I try, but I understand what you're saying about words. They are layers and I love that playing with words, um, which is also something you do as well. Um, you're a writer as well as you are a an artist, a visual artist, painting. Um, have you ever tried your hand at sculpting um i have okay and i have a few pieces but not sculpture in the traditional sense okay sculpture in three-dimensional works and i've worked with um doing like figurative works with mannequins and dressing them up in plastic and netting and um, i did a series called i'm ocean which is actually mm. part of the next um, show that I'll be working on. I'll tell you a little bit more about Okay. That. Oh, good. Okay. All right. So we know that you're going to be an artist. You start as a poet. I believe um, there in Chicago, were you head of the Poetry Association or the Poetry I, I became group? president of the Poetry Center of Chicago. Yes. And so I... Um, okay. You know, I was surrounded by all these great poets from around the world. We did so mm. many... Um, different poetry readings and events. And and the one thing I learned about art is it's not just one thing. Many mm-hmm. artists are yes. artists in different forms, whether it's poetry, music, um, the visual arts, um, yeah, literature. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. all art, architecture. Right. Um, yeah. It's all art. Everything it's... we do. An accountant is an artist. They yeah. Because in art, it's about mathematics and, you know, like Leonardo da Vinci. Yes. Actually, you know, that's a, that's a great point. I know that we can't show listeners your, your home, but your home is a work of art in, in how you've created that. It's this beautiful, um, you know, vaulted high ceilings, but there's everything about the balance and maybe what designers throw around that idea of feng shui and having um, this, this sense of calm as well in the art. So I think you are an artist across all, all um, things, you know, and it's, 
it's maybe something that each of us has in some way from what you're saying, isn't it? Um, Everyone has it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're loving it more than ever right now, aren't we, with COVID and, you know, the world and wanting to get out? I feel like right now with what's happened with COVID and the lockdowns, and I know it's been difficult for so many people who have jobs who've lost them, but for others, and even those people who've lost their jobs and their, I think it's a time of introspection. True. Time of, of finding out who you are, and mm-hmm. what the possibilities are in your life because you know yeah yeah sometimes we're on that that treadmill that little hamster wheel mm-hmm. stop and covid was one way of getting yes. us to stop and saying hey what do I true. for this life you know we only know about this life mm-hmm. there may be other lives after we die we don't really know about it what we know is we have this life now true and so i think this is a good time for us to assess and reassess over yeah. and over uh, couldn't agree what, are, more. what are our purposes in life. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and I didn't say this at the very intro either, Erica, but Erica is sitting in front of one of her works of art. And it's perfect for two reasons. It is a backdrop to how and what you've created and what we're talking about here now. But it's also, there's this this larger than life sense that when I look at you in the in the framework here of of you, there is a um, wonderful free form happening that maybe is a bit of a metaphor for each of us in life trying to find our place on the canvas of life, isn't there? Oh, I love that. It's I it's love that. the canvas of life. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, can we can we talk a little bit about? I mean, you don't have to turn around and point out, but maybe this is something I'd love to. You know, I want to jump into your art and talk a little bit about the expression of it. But I don't think I can go any further without explaining this in the backdrop because it is a compilation of so many different things in here, isn't it? That are you? Um, yes, this is actually a painting that I did. Um, this is one of my first paintings, mm-hmm. and um, there are a couple of them that I still have that I've been reluctant to sell, actually. Okay. And it was a series from the elements, earth, uh, fire, uh, earth fire, wind, and, water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this one was fire, and mm-hmm. it was fire on the water. And um, that's how this one came about, actually. I guess I can move, you can see. I can see a little bit now with the colors. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's, it's about um, all of the elements that we're made of, mm-hmm. we're made up of, and the, the earth. It's, it's um, yeah, it's a little surreal. I, it's surreal, and it reminds me of um, what made me want to paint, what made me want to become a painter. Right. Open. It's open. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, again, a metaphor maybe for life that the, it's an open road and we can always start every day as they say is always a new day and a new opportunity for you to reinvent yourself or to do something that you've said you've wanted to do. Um, so, so let's stay in this art framework because I do want to make sure we leave time and I am failing miserably. I'm just going to say that the James Lipton thing is completely out the window. I cannot help myself. (laughs) It's, it's really hard to engage with you, Erica, and not, um, tease out the stories because I know also as an artist, you represent other artists. And so who you are is this beautiful melting pot, so to speak, and maybe that's fitting for America now too, um, of where you've come from, the Mediterranean and the places in America where you've lived, because I, I really didn't I didn't know you had lived in all these different cities, Um, but also that you are representing other artists. So there must be an interplay that helps you from a creative place as well, where you absorb, you throw back out um, that creativity. There's a, a, an infusion. Um, Maybe we can, we can stay there for a second. Who, who is your favorite artist past? So someone not living. Okay. So, um, J.M.W. Turner. Okay. And when I was talking about what inspired me, yes, this painting, I, I did this painting and I, I love Turner, but I hadn't even thought about him when I, I painted this. 
And I realized that Turner is everything that I, I adore in an artist. And he did a painting called Burning of the Houses of Parliament. That yes. Was fire on water. Yes. And after I did this, and, and I have some other ones that actually are much more reminiscent of that. Um, okay. And not that I would ever want to copy because no one can copy Turner. Mm-hmm. But we can be inspired and go in our own direction. Absolutely. And so I love that fire um, and the mm-hmm. water, the, the combination of it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So Turner, I love that too. His light is unbelievable. Um, what he, he does with that. And what about living today besides yourself? Because you got to love your own art, right? Yeah. Um, who, who are you loving out there? Um, either influencing you or you just stand from afar and say, wow, they're amazing. Uh, you know, who is it for you that does that? So I'll tell you, um, I don't know how many Americans know his work. They should, but okay. there's a, a Danish Icelandic artist named Olafur Eliasson, whose works are just divine. And he he does these spatial um, works that, of course, are about nature. Nature, Uh, water, the atmosphere, air, water, everything. He's done these giant waterfalls um, that he's created. And he's very contemporary. He does sculpture and everything is very spatial. Okay. what he does. And, and what's interesting is I have a new show coming up and, you know, okay. as we all creatives are, mm-hmm. um, sometimes we get, you know, creative block, artist block, sure. writer's block. Sure. And I was having the hardest time getting started again because I do, um, you know, represent other artists who are great. I mean, I represent yeah. big names. Talk about some big, big names. Mm. And um, so for me to do something, I have to do something spectacular. And I thought, oh, what can I do? Listen to music. I'm I'm turning on my Pandora. Right. I thought, Turner, I'm going to just look at some of his works because that's Uh. what I started. So I'm, I'm looking at Turner's works. And then I thought, hmm, who do I love who's so powerful and just just hits mm-hmm. you in the gut and I thought Olafur I have to look at Olafur's work and see what he's doing and I look him up on Google yes and what do I see he just did a show that was about Turner oh interesting that's okay. that that's that magic. Yeah. It was the magic. I had no idea. His work doesn't even look like Turner's. Oh, so yeah, I think it was at the Tate. It was something uh, uh, used to yeah. love the Tate. Yeah, Boy. I think that's where, where the show was. And and okay. on there, it had a photograph on that article of Turner's burning of the Houses of Parliament. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, and I know a lot of anyone that's an aspiring artist or an artist or someone working in the creative field knows that this is Elizabeth Gilbert's big magic book, isn't it? I mean, this is the meeting where there is something yeah. in the universe waiting for you to to pull down and to be inspired by. So maybe we're going to see Erica Hilton as she's the conduit between these two, you know, very famous present. And uh, not that you're not famous in your own right, because we can talk uh, about that too. You've, you've traveled the world with your art. Um, but I love that. So is that inspiring you now in your up and coming show? I think, I think what it did was it just reminded me of who I am. Great. It's mm-hmm. not that I'm, I'm not painting anything that, that you know, looks like Turner or looks like Olafur's works. But what right. it did was it reminded me of the path. Yeah. And it reminded me to not doubt myself. And so, you know, you talk about aspiring artists. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was hard beginning because I didn't get my MFA. I didn't, um, yeah. I, I didn't go to college for this. I studied architecture. Which, right. of course, is an art, but it's totally different. It's mm-hmm. engineering and mathematics. Mm-hmm. And so, which, by the way, is, is very much Olafur works with architects. He's sure. a designer himself. And so in the art world, having a gallery and being an artist, um, it's not yeah. in, in, in the old, maybe, maybe the old paradigm. Yes. It's acceptable. Right. Now we have a new paradigm where we create our own reality. We Mm -hmm. create our own path. And what we do is we say, you know what? 
I can do it. I can do anything. So we need to bottle this right now because despite what's going on in the world, anything is possible. We, one of our mantras here on Sipping on Stories is we don't even use the word impossible. Um, it should not exist. Anything, you, you can will it into being, you know, with God's grace and help and talent and yeah. people. I think it is quite possible. But um, I have to add this too. If you look at Leonardo, um, you know, da Vinci, he was a man of science um, and studied the anatomy and all kinds of principles and mathematics that are, I think, fundamental to everything that you do as an artist. And they reflect in nature, don't they? And everything. This is you. This is yeah. you. Um, Leonardo was an engineer. He was a mathematician. Right. He was a scientist. He was an inventor. Right. And coincidentally, he was mm -hmm. an artist. Look at his works. You know, right. you, you, you can measure them mm -hmm. mathematically. I mean, there, he's, he was brilliant. He's brilliant. And that's mm -hmm. why when we talk about artists and so many artists, they're like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. What are you good at? Yeah. Do what mm -hmm. you love. Do what you're good at. Right. F find an expression. Find an expression in yeah. some way. Um, I know we went through a baking craze around uh, North America <laughs> and people were baking up a storm and Instagramming the heck out of everything. Um, so I think that's really a bold underscore to what you're saying, that it truly is about um, just bringing it home on whatever level it is for you, that we're all artists. Um, and, and that tie into nature is something where I want to take this because, um, I know that nature is a huge part of your work. We've heard that fire and water and this playing of the elements, their interplay, as well as how you take them and shape them. Um, what is it about nature that you're super passionate about that people need to know about? My God. Yeah. Um, here we are in these urban environments. Yeah. When do we feel our best? Mm -hmm. We feel our best when we are among trees and, and soil and, and sunlight yeah. and growth, mm -hmm. rebirth, mm -hmm. uh, birth and rebirth. Um, yeah. I have a show coming up that's going to be in a nature center. Oh, I'm so excited. Perfect. Because it's going to be in this, this environment that is nature because we are nature. All mm -hmm. of the elements that mm -hmm. we've talked about before that, that are in the universe, in the stars, um, in the yeah. nebulas, when a star is born, mm -hmm. all of the elements that are in a star, the same elements that are in our bodies, but it's the same elements that are in the earth, in nature. Yeah. Um, the chlorophyll, the, the, the carbon dioxide, the oxygen, mm -hmm. all of that. that water. <laughs> water. Well, yeah. Water. <laughs> Without water, you know, 70% yes. of air comes from water. And, right, uh, right. You know, people don't understand that. They think it's only the rainforest. Yeah. I think the rainforest is maybe 20%, and then the other trees and forests, um, maybe another mm -hmm. 10 But yeah. water is 70% of the air that we breathe from the phytoplankton that yeah. that comes, you know, that, that yeah. resides in water. Well, and, and I love this. So one of the things, um, you know, I'm going to direct people on our, our website to go and take a look at Hilton Osmus Contemporary and to take a look at ericahilton.com as well to, um, you know, get even more since I'm sort of falling down still on that James Lipton um, <laughs> surefire, but truly for them to see that not only do you paint and incorporate that into your poetry and into your writings, because you've got a number of published books, um, you actually harness those in a very physical way. And I'm thinking about sort of the plastics and what you are doing with your art that ties into nature directly. And so you are using um, what we are doing to our nature in a very powerful way. Can you, can you explain what this is? Because I, this is, people need to see this. It started from water. Yes. And it started from drinking water out of a plastic bottle. And I remember my husband said to me, you know, you're such a bad person here in America. You people, you just don't understand. You don't recycle. You drink water out of these plastic bottles. And I said, oh, mm -hmm. Okay. I yeah. did some more research about plastics. This was many, many years ago. Right. And, um, I started saving my 
plastic water bottles because I drank so much water. Right. I, I had a client who, um, use, who, who works for a company who makes bottle caps for like Heinz ketchup and all these major mega. Um, wow. Huge contract. Yeah. Exactly. And they had a recycling machine. So he, I t- he took all my garbage bags full of, of plastic water bottles. Okay. And a few months later, he brought it back and said, Oh, I forgot about this. These are yours. And I had all these beautiful pieces of, um, uh, plastic that, Mm -hmm. um, had, 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 they were like emulsified and, um, you know, little, little granules of plastic. And so I decided I was going to incorporate them into my paintings and we were, I was going to do this series and this title came to me called I Flow Like Water mm. because it's, it's what human beings should do. We right. should flow because water can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Water can take the shape of its captor. Right. If it's in a vase, it's the shape of the vase. If it's in a glass, it's in the shape of whatever glass mm. that is. I if like that. It can go over rocks. It can go into the crevices. Think about it. When it's mm-hmm. in a waterfall or a brook, um, it can go over your hair when you're washing your hair. Mm-hmm. It, water adapts. And water, what's beautiful about water is it's the only element or it's the only substance that yes. is in, in more than one state. You have mm. the liquid state, you have the solid, yes, you have uh, the gas, you know. State. Right, right. Um, so it changes forms. It's a shapeshifter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how that came about. And then I learned that okay. there are billions, trillions of tons of plastic in the oceans everywhere in our world. And it doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't, um, mm. 500 no. to a thousand years, it, it's still going to be there. Wow. We're still going to have microplastics, you know, it yeah. may disintegrate. But right. That's about it. it doesn't really dissolve. But it doesn't dissolve. And and I know that we've had long conversations. And again, um, there is so much around this that you are doing in the way of advocacy. So you are using your art now to advocate for the environment. So you are reflecting what's going on in the, the environment in a beautiful way and doing these compelling powerful paintings, um, but you're doing something else. You're actually harnessing what's destroying it in a way to bring attention to what we need to do to stop this from happening, right? Can you share a little bit? I know you had this Indonesian trip and and I feel like this is a great exotic thing for people to hear because it, it sounds so... Um, well, I mean, you're an explorer. You you tell the story. I, I don't want to spoil the story. You tell the story. So I, I, um, I Ocean Geographic magazine invited me on an expedition um, to Raja Ampat, Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the most magical places on earth. Um, Raja Ampat is uh, the most biodiverse uh, body of water in the world. There are more species of fishes and corals than anywhere in the world wow. that are healthy, that are healthy, that are not dying. Mm-hmm. And so what they wanted to do was they took National Geographic photographers, uh, marine biologists, biochemists, um, mm-hmm. oh my God. Scientists of scientists, every range. Artists, right. musicians. Mm-hmm. And I was the artist on board, one of two okay. artists, actually. Yeah. Uh, we had three ships. Uh, okay. Three that we yeah. Were on. And yeah. we, we flew from Chicago to um, Jakarta and from Jakarta to Ambon, which okay. is in the Spice Islands, the Moluccas. Wow. And um, it was really cool. Um, That's exotic. It's oh, exotic. It was exotic. It yes. Was on the okay. And we were on this, this beautiful boat and we would take these boats out. And, and I hadn't been scuba diving in 20 years. So okay. I had to recertify, and I wow. was like a newbie on the boat. All these people who were on the boat had done, oh, my God, 1,000, 5,000. Yes. Okay. I mean, so they were pros, pros. Okay. One thing I had was, was a swimmer. <laughs> ah, very that good. Was from my old triathlon days. I'm, okay. I'm a okay. I told you there's a lot behind this woman. Okay. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> great. So I wasn't afraid of the water. Nice. And um, we went there, and what we did was we trawled for plastics. 
And what we found were microplastics in a place that they shouldn't exist. I mean, 10,000 miles away, we're finding plastics that came from America. Wow. I mean, it was horrible. Wow. And so um, that was my project was to bring awareness and to um, Mm -hmm. do some work that will bring awareness through the art because artists are the recorders of history. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, without without what we do, we wouldn't know about our history. And that's so important. We have to recognize it and record it right now. These are legacies. And what we're leaving now from the story you're describing is a legacy of trash. It's terrible. It's pollution. Mm -hmm. Destroyed. Yeah of our oceans, our rivers, our, yeah. our yep. streams. I mean, it's everywhere, everywhere. So, and, and we all know it now, Erica. I feel like people are awake. Um, we've had time, even in this time, you know, that, that you mentioned, well, it's a time to sort of press the pause button. Um, what can we do? And I know this is stepping out of your 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 persona as an artist, but because you're such a strong advocate, you've won awards with Green Heart, you've, mm-hmm. um, you've gone around the world, uh, you know, spent money from your own pocket to draw attention. You are, you are speaking and talking to groups of people and doing radio shows and on the news and, and advocating for this through, you know, your pen and your paintbrush. But what can people do? Do you, are there any, can you think of one or two things that, yeah. Absolutely. First, first of all, stop with single use plastics. Thank you. Talk about single use plastics. I'm talking about straws. What do you need a straw for? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. We've talked about this before. Yes. Um, When you go and get your takeouts, Mm -hmm. if the restaurant is using a plastic container, Tell them, you know, why don't you use biodegradable, compostable containers so that I don't feel Mm -hmm. guilty and I'm not destroying the environment. Uh, You know, it may be a little bit more expensive. It may not be. Yeah. I don't think it is. And honestly, Mm -hmm. we go to Whole Foods for heaven's sake. It's true. We spend so much money on food. Mm -hmm. Is a couple cents more going to hurt us? matter. But I don't think it's that much more money. I think what it is is the plastics industry. And mm-hmm. plastics are important. I mean, our keyboards on our computers. Sure. Um, you know, things that, that that the oil industry, I mean, there's so many things we can get into. Um, yes. Plastic is made from petroleum. Mm-hmm. And so, well, it, so we don't want to destroy industries. What we want to do is no. we want to guide them into a sustainable mm-hmm. way where we're not destroying the earth because, okay, we don't throw out our computer keyboards, but no. we do throw out that straw, 500 million yes. straws a day. Um, how many billions is that? Even though we know, even though we know. Exactly. And then the, those, those mm-hmm. takeout containers, what else? I mean, those are the yeah. small things, tiny little mm-hmm. things every single person can do. It won't right. cost them anything. And up. it's not going mm-hmm. to hurt the business of the restaurant. It's not going to hurt the business no. of anyone except maybe the people who make plastic straws. So maybe they right. should turn around and make straws from compostable, biodegradable material. Right, right. Well, uh, you know, and I think this this also, I hope we can have another conversation if you're willing to come back onto the uh, Vava Voom Lounge here. And um, we can bring a few experts because I think people are interested in this. And I think the fact that you're using your art in such a beautiful way to draw attention, it invites people in with its beauty. And then um, we can have a serious conversation. So I'm, I'm going to peg you for that if you don't mind and ask I'm, you to come I'm back. There. Okay. Okay. Just let me know when. All right. And, and so if I, if I can move to your art, you've had all these amazing experiences, you're finding, um, you know, your voice is evolving, I think, through your art. It's, it's, you know, the artist you were 20 years ago, I was going to ask you who that woman was. Um, I don't know. I feel like we got a sense of, of who that was you were exploring and we were very cosmos centric. Is that right? And very, yeah, uh, I think, the nebula? I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. You know, 20 years ago, I was this very, and I, I mean, I still am, but 
at that time, I look back very, very passionate about everything, everything. It was passion for the poetry. It was passion for the beauty of the world. Always um, passion for the relationships. Yes. Um, passion for being a mother. Sure. I raised I raised two boys by myself for 20 years. Yeah. And um, we got a little passion happening in the streets. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can hear the uh, the traffic. Erica's got this beautiful gallery in Chicago with track of, oh. traffic out there. So I'm I'm calling it out. But but yes, but you still seem like such a passionate person. Is you know what's different it's or changed? It's evolved. I see things differently now. Right. I saw. I think what happens is as you grow older, mm-hmm. your perception um, becomes enlarged. True. You see mm-hmm. things from different perspectives. Uh, you, from, from yes. different viewpoints. Yes. And I think what's happened is now my, I wanted to create, I wanted to express myself. Mm-hmm. Now I want to create and I want to express myself. And I still want to make the world a better place. Sure. You know, the, the cliche. Yeah. Um, I want to continue that journey of finding my purpose, just like everyone should be doing. Mm-hmm. Finding their purpose for this, this, life that we have this this beautiful life that we have regardless mm-hmm. of how difficult it is because you know what mm-hmm. i've seen a lot in my life i've yes. seen i've seen it all i've seen sadness i've seen suffering i've seen um, yes i've seen things no child should see but then again we have choices and the choice is whether you're a victim mm-hmm. or whether you are beyond that whether you harness that, you're honestly, you're the perfect spokesperson right now for what it is. Um, as an artist and as a human being, it's taking those challenges, isn't it, and transforming them into something that frees us, that enlargens our existence, and hopefully gives back in some way that that makes it just a little bit better in the world? Well, I think what happens is the more you give, again, another cliche. Yes, <laughs> but they're so true. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the more you, you keep on giving, true. you derive so much from that generosity. And yes. that's what's beautiful is opening yourself up, opening up your heart mm-hmm. and your mind and being yep. a generous human being a kind human, even if, even if others around you are not, which can be really hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Oh, I know. I know how hard it is. And yes, I hear you. You have to embrace that in yourself and go, you know what? It's not about me. No, and own it. They're the ones with the problem, not me. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you have to try to understand it protect yourself of course i mean mm-hmm. you know in this day and age especially with what's yeah there's the world, there's there's rough people yeah. out there yeah that are looking to bring you down but um what are we gonna what are we gonna remember erica hilton in the history books as an artist as a kind beautiful um human being what do you hope um your lasting legacy here and not that you're going anywhere very soon because we've got a lot of tea to drink and you I'm still going to bring you over to my dark side when it comes to the health. Um, but no, seriously, <laughs> what are you hoping to, to that, that you do, that you leave behind when your days are done? When my days are done, when I'm 110 years old, and okay. <laughs> I'm on that deathbed and I'm going to say, you know what? I brought people awareness about the state of the world through Mm -hmm. my art and Mm -hmm. they did something about it. It wasn't just, they thought about it and they Mm -hmm. said, Oh wow, this is really cool. Oh my goodness. Did really, I didn't know there was so much plastic in the ocean. I didn't know that we were destroying our air Mm -hmm. and our water and our land. Um, They're going to do something about it. You know, right now, we're, we're talking to scientists about finding a solution to take um, plastic and disintegrating. We're talking mm-hmm. about ways to take that plastic that's in the ocean. I mean, we're working with scientists. We're working with and people doing who it. are doing the work. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's what I want to be remembered for was that she made a difference. 
Uh, well, you know what, it, Erica Hilton, Erica Hilton, that's such a, I know it's a massive question, but I really felt the need to, to ask it because you do have your hands in so many different things and you are shaping other artists' lives, not to mention the own, your own art that you put out. Um, and you've shaped me tremendously as a, as a human being. The gift of your friendship is, um, you know, that's something I don't think I can put into words, um, you know, and, and I'm not trying to emotionally draw our listeners in to, to, to grab the Kleenex or anything, but I cannot convey enough how important it is for people to go to Hilton Asmus um, Contemporary and to ericahilton.com and to take a look. I'm I'm going to be singing your praises, you. Um, you know, forever. And I just, I can't thank you enough for coming into the lounge and sharing your, your story, letting us sip on something truly cosmically powerful. Thank I you. I have to tell you, just the word womanscape to me mm. is so profound and Thank you. It, it, it actually inspires me so much. And the stories that you write and the, 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 mm. the people that you feature, every single oh. person you feature is doing what I'm doing. They're doing something mm. to make a change. They're the change makers. Thank you know, you. Your, your, your issue, the engines of change, I mean, that just seems uh. to me. Thank you. So we're just going to take a rain check on more chat. I will try again. To, uh, maybe I'll do a James Lipton part two. We'll give it a go because there's <laughs> right, well, still so much. Sweet. Short okay. and sweet. Short and um, sweet. Next one. But thank you, Erica. I look forward to talking to you again and uh, sipping on some tea and more great oh, conversations. And may I may I just real quick? Sure. If I Absolutely. Brushwood Center. Okay, a quickie. A just quickie. A quickie. Brushwood yes. Center at Please. Woods oh, goodness. I'm having my next show, and that's the Nature Center that yes. I'm telling you about. Oh, and so yes. I'm very, very excited. The show opens on October 24th, and okay. I hope that um, we can figure out how to get people there to see this place and just go in nature. Okay. Walk through okay. the woods, and you're going to see my works outside as well. Okay, let's let's do a retake on this because I cannot believe I ran away without what your next show was. So the Brushwood Center is yes. if people Google that and Brushwood look it up. Center at Ryerson Woods. At Ryerson Woods, it's this exclusive art okay. center. Actually, last year Robert Redford and his wife Sibylla um, had a show there. I mean, they're just okay. this precious exclusive art center and i'm just Beautiful. so honored to be there but so much so that um i get to um have my works outside in nature along with inside the art center oh wow yeah. okay it's going to be just just uh, oh and and one last thing and i'm gonna let you go. <laughs> <laughs> i love working, it <laughs> working with the conductor of the lake forest symphony i was going and, to s- sing our way off of this one because i yes. i had that little sneak preview on this you've got big news yes. with that aren't you you're, yes. you're working with someone we are collaborating with the conductor of the lake forest symphony Right. Is, um, he has something very special coming up for us. And I think Kauai is donating the pianos. There's so many beautiful things that are going on over there. And so sometimes these precious... Uh, these things that can be very difficult that hold us back have these beautiful cracks where the light comes in. Well, that's a beautiful way to end. So thank you so much, Rose, thank for you. having me on your show. And I look forward to part two. Excellent. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. <laughs> we'll try next time, my friend. Thanks, Erica. All we right. Will. Take Thanks. care. Good luck Bye-bye. with the show, too. Thank Bye-bye. You. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Ah, so much there to to uh, share. (laughs) I have a feeling I went way over time this time. So this was a long one. I did my best. I think I failed, but I didn't fail on a few fronts. The first one is in sharing Erica Hilton's story. It's moving. You get a sense of her personality and the kind of work that she is doing just, you know, on the canvas and working with other artists. She didn't do any name dropping there, but she's collected by some of the finest, um, you know, other artists around the world as well as representing them. Um, But she's doing these larger than life things that truly we're all capable of doing to just get out there and to be inspired and find whatever it is 
that allows you to create um, no matter what that is, whether it's your, your own vegetable garden, baking something in the kitchen, making a nice plate, taking care of someone in a beautiful way. Um, so the, the big takeaways with Erica. Um, so much, gosh, I think the, the huge takeaway that can't be left out is the attention that she is drawing to plastic pollution. Single-use plastics, um, she said it loud and clear. Consider giving up water bottles. I've tried to make my home water bottle free. For the most part, I'm doing well. Odd time, those water bottles make their way back into the house. Try to do away with single-use straws and those kinds of products. Don't be uh, shy about speaking up when you go and you're, you're using something. Don't use the plastic forks. Go and ask for something else. Um, so I think from an advocacy perspective as well. So find art. Um, try to try to bring that plastic down. Get informed. Take a look at EricaHilton.com and you'll see all about um, some of the beautiful, beautiful works that she's doing and the things that she's fighting for. Sipping on Stories, this is the place where we feature change makers like Erica that are harnessing all of the challenges. And she didn't talk about all the downside in her life, but there are all kinds of things she's had to do to overcome and become the artist that she is today. Um, maybe we'll break that open a little bit more next time. But I think all of us each knows, you know, that we, we all struggle every day with little things. Find ways to see them differently. See them as opportunities. In the very end, what I hope you're going to do as well as being an advocate for the environment and seeking your artistic self is that you're going to hit that little subscribe button and you're going to come back and visit with us again at Sipping on Stories. Visit our website. You'll see all kinds of little external links to uh, YouTube and to the artists and the people that we feature on the show so that you can go and learn more. Um, I cannot say this enough. Every day is a new day. What we really hope for you at Sipping on Stories is that you will live life well, that you know that you are loved, that you have purpose and meaning in the world. And we hope you are going to make every single sip count. I think that's about all I've got to say for today. And that's a wrap. Take care, everyone.